Welcome to the Code and Bootstrapping Podcast. Mubs, you're a multiple time Product Hunt Maker of the Year, and that makes you just about the ideal person to have on this podcast. Thanks for coming on. Oh, no, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, all of my projects. <laughs> yeah, the, and actually, I wasn't in the Product Hunt orbit at all, so I wasn't aware of how many you had until... Uh, you know, I just started looking at your profile like the last week or two, and I, what I see is 67 products and usually 100 plus upvotes. And I, I even recognize some of them, like uh, willrobotstakemyjob.com. <laughs> I saw that on yep. Hacker News. Yep. And some look ambitious, like uh, Nuco was an online boot camp plus kind of like a teachable clone for a vertical. Is that right? Yeah. So. I mean, so some of those projects you'll see uh, are not stuff I did on my own. They're, 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 they're right. things that I did with some other uh, folks. Like Nuco is actually something I built with Ben Tossel. It's now been kind of morphed into what he's doing now, which is MakerPad, which is like the no-code uh, kind of movement that's happening. That's just helping people make things without having to write any code, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a mixture of kind of fun side project things just like an itch that i had that uh -huh. i wanted to scratch and then other things that are uh, really have a long-term plan of a long-term vision like uh, if you scroll back a little further you'll find there's like q.co is in there which is uh, something i started with some friends from england mm -hmm. i think we did that about three years back now there's about eight people who work at q and uh, Dan and Matt, uh, who were the guys who I helped to to kind of start that, I, I, you know, are working on it full time with a team and everything like that. Wow. Um, and then you'll find even will even will will robots my uh, will robots take my job was something I started with uh, someone that I met online. So I still haven't met oh. Timitar in person or anything like that. Uh, he's from Bulgaria, so you know I'm in the US. So obviously not going to run into each other anywhere. Um, and, uh, and that was just something that we did in like a few weekends, um, a couple of years back, uh, just as a fun little side project. And yeah, I think it ended up getting something like 4 million pages in, in the first week that it was, uh, it was well, live. <laughs> I was one. Um, I had a couple, uh, a, or a couple other ones I wanted to ask you about. Like, uh, one was, uh, for sale by maker, uh -huh. so like a two-sided marketplace competing against Flippa, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of, so uh, that was something I built for the, uh, so that's actually a product hunt kind of focus site as well. So it's actually a marketplace uh, for people like me and, and hopefully people uh. like people who are like listening who have their products on product hunt. And then for whatever reason, they decide it's not something that they want to pursue long term. Um, mm -hmm. So so they want to sell it. So, I mean, the problem with things like Flipper and stuff is that you just get like, thousands and thousands of like, you know, sort of sites that are listed that really, you know, started in the last week and somebody just put together a little template that they pledged from somewhere, threw up a site and then kind of offered it for sale. Yeah, yeah um, I've seen this. Yeah, and so, well, so what I wanted to do with For Sale by Maker was, well, we want to just raise the bar a little bit and say, look, if it's something that's been featured on Product Hunt, the sort of likelihood that it's kind of a quality site, which has some thought behind it and some, and some effort behind it, it's more likely that somebody will be interested in kind of purchasing that as well. So it's kind of, so it is kind of, it's, it's kind of a niche competitor to Flipper in that just, we're just trying to raise the sort of bar in terms of what people are actually offering out there as well. And that was something, and that was something I built during, so Product Hunt had a hackathon when they 
when they released oh, their wow. new API. And so I built that during their hackathon. <laughs> okay. So like you weren't like at the time you weren't even seeing it as like a super ambitious thing for a side no. project. It was just normal. Wow. No, it was, and it was, well, I mean, it was part, it was partially because I had a few things that I wanted to actually sell because I was like, well, I built all these things in the past and it would be nice uh, just to yeah. offer them to kind of, I'm not going to work on them now, but it would be nice if somebody else just, you know, paid a small amount and kind of ran with them as well. So I was like, well, there must be a market uh, okay. here, right? But you weren't thinking um, like you'd, just create this monster that would displace Flippa or something no, like that. Okay. No, I mean, I mean, no, because it, I was, like I said, it was just something that it was an itch of my own that I wanted to scratch. And then the opportunity of the hackathon occurred and I was like, well, this is a cool thing to build in the hackathon. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I know, I, I know at least through, I think five people have reached out to me since I've launched it and said, Hey, I posted my site on, on Fossella maker and we've, and we've, you know, we, and somebody reached out and said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested nice. to acquire it. And so, so it's working. Cool. Uh, I'm, not really, I'm not really doing very much with it at this moment, but it's, it still kind of operates itself, right? Like people can sign in, they can list their own stuff, and it just operates all by itself. Well, that's, I mean, that's a whole other question of like maintaining 67 projects. Right. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, you know, the, I, I saw a comment on Blab Roulette by Charles <laughs> Joe that was, still can't believe how fast you built stuff. And that's <laughs> kind of the main question that I want to ask you for this whole podcast. It's just, uh, how do you build stuff so fast? Yeah, I mean, part of it's just, part of it's just identifying what is actually the core feature of, the, of that particular site, right? So, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that was really a simple, really kind of almost a one-page kind of site where uh, basically the idea was there's so many of these Blab uh, streams that were happening that, that you could kind of hop into, but, you know, which one's a cool one, which one's a fun one, and you just wanted to pick a random one to kind of, kind of appear, kind of a chat roulette kind, kind of thing um kind of clone in that sense so what's the core feature there it's just like a, a single page that randomly shows you uh, a, a blab that you could that, that you could participate in yeah um, they should have had then, that built in i think exactly i mean a lot of a lot of the side projects i build are kind of features for applications that exist i'm like why is that not a feature <laughs> um and then so i if they have an api or something like that then then and i'm able to kind of hook into it so um, and then, yeah, for, even for something like For Sale by Maker, it's like, yes, I could have had the big vision of we're going to build a Flipper, you know, we're going to build something in, in the Flipper space. And if you look at Flipper and all the features that they've got and everything like that, it would take me months to build that, right? To build yeah, a yeah. Complete, complete clone of Flipper. But really, what's the core feature, right? The core feature is somebody needs to be able to list a product that they've had featured on Product Hunt. They need to be mm -hmm. able to have a title, a URL set, how much they want to sell it for, you know, a few simple fields really. And then, and then on the other side, we just need to be able to see a list of those that people have added. So really it's, you know, it's only four or five pages that you need to build. There's an API work to integrate with product hunts API to be able to pull down the information of each of the products and things like that. So just focusing on the core part of, um, of the of the feature that, that of of the thing that you want to build and just kind of ignoring all of the rest. I think that's where a lot of okay. people. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people struggle with. It's it's not because I you know I don't build I, I don't I don't think I code faster than a lot of other people out there. I think there's a lot of much faster, smarter coders than I am. But where where, where I think I'm able to kind of outperform them is like I just do less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like you, you skip or postpone a lot of things that other people would spend a lot of time on. 
Yeah, I mean, because yes, I mean, it, with a lot with a lot of those things, it's nice features to have, right? Like, it, it would be nice if it did this. It would be nice if it had yeah. this feature. It would be nice if it had that page. But you know, like, well, is it an absolute must? Like, can can I launch without this page? And if the answer is yes, I do. <laughs> that's that's pretty near and dear to my heart because I I had a a disastrous twenty seventeen, basically working on uh, just you know startup on my own with completely the opposite approach and. Uh, just writing and building so much stuff before you know anyone saw it. So um. yeah, and I think I mean the I think the other thing that I like to keep in mind is is that obviously as somebody who's an experience maker, I've got a pretty good idea of what 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 I think that particular mm. product should have in terms of features and functionality and things like that. But really, your users are the ones that are going to tell you if you need that feature or not, right? So right, right. So, as long as you have some. Yeah. So so what I try and do is get the bare minimum belt that I think is absolutely re- required. And then that, that feature, that, that page or that functionality that I think is, is kind of optional. I put a list out somewhere or when I'm speaking to people, I tell them, Hey, I was thinking about building this feature as well. How important do you think that feature is? And then you kind of let them kind of tell you what your roadmap looks like as well. So, so yes, because you can spend six months working on stuff, but you might, as a, as I'm sure you found out that you can spend six months building stuff that the users don't really care about either. Yeah. Or yeah, just wrong assumption or, or maybe even if it's all stuff that people want, you, you still might not need all of it to start with. Right. Like, uh, I I mean, I have that experience now with the alchemist camp. I'm, I'm still making stuff that people want, but initially like I was able to get some customers with uh, uh, surprisingly little, (laughs) <laughs> like basically, basically just a YouTube channel and an email list. Yeah, I mean, I think that at, at the end of the day, it, it's kind of all those, yes, it'd be nice if it had this, but if it's missing it, am I not going to sign up? Am I not going to use this thing? And if the answer is no, then, I, you know, and I think people, I think, I, think the, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that the world has changed around us a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about launching because I think people still have this idea of once I've launched it, that's my last chance to kind of find users and to grow and, and things like, or, you know, make that big splash that, you know, that, that, yeah. that, that I'm kind of looking for. Um, and I think if you just don't, if you just think about launching, uh, releasing often so you can add more features, every, I mean, every launch that you do, every night like putting in air quotes here, every launch that you do is an opportunity to reach out again, right? Because I think that's as kind of a developer, I find marketing really hard, right? Still, I, mm-hmm. I find marketing really hard. And so my marketing becomes, I've just launched a new feature. That becomes my marketing. I can now share with Twitter and Facebook and indie hackers and everybody like that. Like, hey, I just launched this new feature of this existing product. Yeah, you don't have to worry about how, you know, how do I do sales and marketing? Just think about how do you incrementally improve your product and then talk about how you, increment, how you have incrementally improved it as well. Yeah. And one thing I noticed also is like a lot of your products that you put on Product Hunt were specifically for Product Hunt power users. So (laughs) like the exact people that would be most interested in your product were there and probably upvoting it. And I I can see how that would that would probably uh, get things to a faster start, too. And that was, I mean, that was a conscious effort at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, well, who's the best audience to launch stuff on Product Hunt for? People who use 
product hunt, right? So I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling that way myself for indie indie <laughs> hackers at this point. Right, right. Maybe I should just make a different thing. Not, I mean, I wouldn't quit making Alchemist Camp by any means, but yeah, it seems well, like there's a an opportunity yeah, there. Yeah, and I, I think it depends on kind of why you're building stuff as well, right? Like when 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 I first started on this kind of stint of building all these projects and things like that. Um, I wasn't really focused on like building a sustainable uh, business. I wasn't worried about like finding something that would re- replace my full-time job or anything like that. I was just having some fun in, in weekends and evenings, just making mm-hmm. something really cool and interesting. And so I wasn't too worried about, you know, how much can I charge users for this? Can I build this into something that's going to get to one, two, five K MMR or sort of all that kind of stuff because I wanted to build an audience. That's kind of what I was kind of focused on at, at, at the beginning. I wanted to uh, talk to people about how I build things and what, when why I build things and kind of how I build things. Um, and so at, so at that point, you know, my, 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 my focus was like, okay, let's find an audience that I can tap into. Um, and, you know, product hunt was the perfect opportunity kind of at the time. You know, now, you know, now, now I'm starting to think a little bit more about, okay, now, you know, what what do I want to build out of these side projects that I'm working on now? And now I do think a little bit more about what's the industry that I'm I'm kind of exploring, what's the target user, and you know where can I find those people as well? Mm, yeah, and still though, you've done so many products, uh, and I'm I'm assuming a lot of them, maybe not all of them, but but many of them have been web apps, basically. Um, I think almost so, all of them, yeah. Yeah, so. Given all of that, like, have you put any effort into automating any of it, or do you use oh. um, do you use something like Laravel Spark, or have you you know made your own equivalent, anything like that? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I've used Spark on a few of them. I mean, if it's like a SaaS product which has recurring revenue and so sort of those kind of things, absolutely, I, I've used Spark. Uh, I mean, I do I do use uh, a lot of the packages that, that are kind of available for Laravel because a lot of the a lot of the apps I built have been based on Laravel. So you'll see some of them use like, you know, Twitter for social media account management and stuff like that. So I use uh, Socialite, uh, which is a package that kind of just makes that really easy and, and kind of mm. stuff like that. So there's a whole ecosystem that I was able to tap into that kind of made a lot of those things a lot easier. I didn't have to build them all from scratch essentially. Um, and so I, I mean, I, I've stayed away from trying to build my own because that becomes kind of a, project onto itself because then you have to maintain right. that and then, and then right. so it's like am i building the thing or am i building the thing to build the thing um and so and, you know and, and i found as, well yeah <laughs> well and plus i find that things still are really evolving really fast right like every, i mean every time you start something that you know, your stripe has a new feature and you have to build you have to update for that and then you know twitter changes their api and you have to account for that and facebook changes their api and you have to account for that and so yeah. every time it, it kind of almost feels like it's actually faster to almost either use a package that somebody else is maintaining because they've, they've taken all the work on to kind of maintain the package or just start from scratch and, and you know, kind of if that's faster, then that's faster. And, and again, if you focus in on like what's the core, right? I mean, a lot, of the, a, a lot of the stuff that I launched, it was like, well, let's not even worry about users signing up and subscribing and all that kind of stuff because they don't need to to use the service, right? Like, if we get enough of an audience and they come back every day and they want to use it every day, we can add that stuff afterwards as well. For sure. For sure. And, and I, I actually did the same thing. Yeah. That seems like uh, you're very pragmatic about it. And I could see that that speeding stuff up. 
Um, how let me think. So, what are the other things? So, I often don't worry too much about UX or I, a UX. I do, but not UI at the very beginning. If you're focused on product hunt, you probably can't do that because they're like very design focused. Um, um, I mean, to some degree, yeah. I mean, you you kind of do. I mean, a lot again. A lot a lot of the projects I built, like I said, I have been with other people, and so part of the rest of the team is people. Who are, are uh, who are able to make the, the websites look really nice. Um, so they, they kind of handle the design and marketing and sales end of things. And I do kind of all the, all the back end and front end as well. But, you know, the more of the coding end of things. Um, yeah, and, you know, in the past, I mean, I've, I've been quite open. I've just went and went to bootstrap.com and purchased the theme and just integrated that, you know? I mean, there's plenty of ways to make a website look nice. It's not going to be, you know, hundred percent unique or anything like that, but I don't think it has to. I mean, if you look at the popular sites now, I mean, they will basically look the same, you know, they've all got the same, they've got the same kind of illustration. The fonts are all kind of, maybe there's a, you know, the sort of queue looks a little bit, you know, looks a little bit different, but they're using the same sans serif font basically style, you know, I mean, everything basically looks the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, I mean, obviously if you can afford to pay somebody to do custom illustrations for you, fantastic. If you can't, you know, there's undraw and free illustrations.com as well now. And, and I think icons eight has a, a good library of free, uh, Hector graphics as well. I mean, you can make it look pretty nice without having to do a lot of work or even knowing really how to do design itself. So you said Undraw, that's a service for making illustrations? It's Undraw.co and they have, uh, I think like 150 kind of pre-made illustrations that you can customize the colors on and, and kind of things like that. So like if you have a kind of, you know, if you want to have a picture of two people having a chat, you know, you can, you can kind of just do a search on that. Or if it's like somebody looking at their iPhone or, you know, somebody looking at a phone, you know, the, the, those kind of standard kind of, you know, those kind of things that you see on, on kind of all these SaaS handing pages as well. Well, I'll throw that in the, in the notes. Um, well, I know you've got a, this is your morning. It's my night. So I know you've got <laughs> stuff to do, but uh, could you tell us a bit about pod hunt since that's what you're working oh. on? And I figure, uh, should let everybody know about it. And in fact, yeah. you know, actually, I, I hate to, I'm going to interrupt for a second about that, but uh, okay. I've got to, I've got to say, like, I had kind of uh, not thought about it too much because I've been on a big kick of like listening to older podcasts, uh -huh. but I just realized like making podcasts myself, there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't be putting every single one of them on Pod Hunt. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Pod Hunt is, it's just, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm the ones I like. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the idea. Um, so, I mean, the sort of, I, I've, I've been a big fan of podcasting for a long time. I've built other sort of other sites that are kind of in that space and I've listened to podcasts for 10 or so years now on and off. Um, and, and yeah, I was running into the same kind of issues. Like I was trying to find something new to, to listen to. And, uh, and when, when you look at the sort of, you know, the sort of top blog, the sort of top podcasts and things, you basically see all the same one on top 100 top, 200 right. yeah. podcasts it's all the same you know conan o'brien joe rogan npr stuff you know sort of all of that kind of thing um and so the i think the idea for pod, pod hunt actually came around from product hunt as well because they used to have a podcast category on product oh, hunt okay. they also 
they also used to have a video game category and a books category as well, where you could just submit all these other things. And there was a, a separate landing page essentially just for that kind of stuff. Uh, eventually, they shut it down because they wanted to obviously stay focused on on kind of applications and, and kind of things like that instead. And, and so they they had a similar feature, but it wasn't really focused on podcasting. So there wasn't the idea of a podcast and uh, it was just kind of thrown into just the same way that product hunt works as well. Uh, but I really like the idea of the, of the, of the daily leaderboard. I think that, that was the thing that really made it stand out. Uh, and so when uh, I spoke to a few friends about it, uh, who used to like that uh, feature on product hunt as well, um, we, we started talking about well, what, 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 yeah, what if we made a standalone service that kind of was more focused on podcasting so we could really focus it down with the UI and the UX around how you, you know, how you organize podcasts and, and kind of things like that. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's basically just a product hunt kind of thing where you kind of submit uh, individual episodes. So I think that's the other major thing yeah. in terms of what's out there now is rather than focusing on like, I like the Joe Rogan experience or I like, you know, how, how that's built on NPR rather than focusing on the whole podcast. You can say this was a really awesome episode from this podcast and that's the one that you should listen to, especially now that, you know, some of these podcasts have 500, a thousand, you know, so episodes now you can't listen to all of those. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, you might like scientists, but not MMA fighters or vice versa. Right. So it, exactly. It's- yeah. So, so yeah. So finding the, the sort of a specific, uh, specific episodes that, and, and it may be that normally you wouldn't listen to anything about sort of MMA, but Joe Rogan might be talking to somebody who is an MMA fighter, but he's not really talking about MMA. He's talking about, you know, his life story and, and it might still be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Right. So, sure. so yeah, so that's why we focus in on the individual episode because you want to know what that episode is about and kind of what the focus of that episode is. Uh, so yeah, so so every day we have a leaderboard where people can come and they can submit the episodes that they've heard recently that they thought they were 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 awesome, and then other people can upload those episodes as well. So you can come to the website every day, see a new, fresh list of episodes that so other people uh, have thought were interesting, and hopefully you'll find something new to listen to as well. So I I, I have it open right now, the PodHunt.app, and I see yep. six episodes yesterday that are listed. Right now, is that all of them? Like, do they all show up, or is there an overflow somewhere else? Uh, so typically, it's yeah, it's usually so. It's still things, yeah, you because know, we're only about two months old, so things are still pretty new. And uh, and so yes, yeah, so we get somewhere between five or six episodes a day. I think the peak one was about thirteen that we had one day in the past. I mean, it kind of depends on what the release cycle looks like too, because it was a holiday week here in the states, so. I don't think as many uh, I don't think as many podcasts came out this week, or at least have come out this week as they would normally be as well. Um, so yeah, so you'll see some days on the weekends, especially where there's only two or three new episodes. But you'll see some days. Usually, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are usually the sort of heavy days because that's when people publish a lot of their new episodes as well. Um, and uh, and so yeah, so like I said, we can get any from ten to thirteen submissions normally on a Tuesday, but I think, like you said, because it was a holiday here this week, things aren't quite as active as they are normally. (laughs) I will submit this one. So thanks (laughs) again for all your time and everybody uh, check out podhunt.app and what's your Twitter? It's my full name, which is at Mabashariqbal. All right. Have a good one. Thanks a lot.